This is Mindset for Success, a We Global Studios podcast. We explore the familiar, but not often talked about, deep-rooted emotional experiences that successful females have when setting up their businesses, and we learn how they overcame them. I'm your host, Dr. Leslie Knutson, and I'm very happy to welcome to today's show, Sherry Banks. Thank you, Sherry, so much for joining me, and welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's indeed an honor and a privilege. So Dr. Sherry Banks, lots to say about you, is an award-winning global leader, international speaker, business investor, and enterprise entrepreneur. She's a founder and CEO to many successful companies with a multi-million dollar brand dedicated to building businesses, creating generational wealth, and living in legacy. Dr. Banks is also an honored recipient of prestigious awards in business, law, education, and community. Sherry, could I ask you to share with our listeners a bit of your entrepreneurial journey, which began, it seems to me, when you left your very successful 20-year career in as a litigation insurance litigator? Yes. So that was very interesting. I was actually in court on a case that um, was in trial and one of the judges asked to see me in his chambers. And so, of course, I was concerned and I went into his chambers and to my surprise, he had a question for me that did not have anything to do with the case, law or business at the moment. What he asked me was, he said, you know, I just wanted to ask you, how are you so happy? How are you so happy doing this? I see joy in your life and I want some of that. And he asked me if I would be willing to work with him on how to achieve that. Mm. And as as you can imagine, I was surprised. I had no inclination of what that even meant at the moment. And so I started to ask him some questions and started to dig a little deeper and questioned whether what would make him happy? What was his goal for this joy that he wanted? Where was this coming from? Was this from a professional side, a personal side? And he shared with me all of it and that he had been sitting on the bench for a number of years and he was very respected, well-esteemed and that, but in his heart, he always wanted to be a high school football coach. And at the moment, Um, He went into law because his father was a lawyer, his grandfather was a lawyer, he came from a long lineage of lawyers, and that that was expected of him, and then he had eventually elevated to the bench. And so I also asked about his personal life and where he was with that, and he shared with me that with his work and his career and just the demands of, of life that he was currently losing his marriage um, because he worked so much, so he didn't have the time to really pour into it. He also had two teenage children and he really wasn't there for them either. Not that he didn't want to be, his heart wanted to be there. And so he had some difficulties with them too. And so I also have a background 
um, in pastoral studies and counseling. And so that these questions came very natural to me. And I said, well, I'd be willing to help you. And the next question absolutely blew my mind, Dr. Leslie. He said, how much? What mm -hmm. amount do I write the check for? And mm -hmm. I paused because at the moment I was willing, I wanted to just help him. I wasn't looking for any type of payout uh, or anything like that. And so I just threw out a number because I didn't want to not throw out a number. And mm -hmm. in my, in my mind at that time, um, I was obviously much younger, but I just threw out a number that was actually making more than what I was making at the time. And he said, fine. And he wrote the check. And that was for three months and we worked for three months and that ended up extending for a full year. And during that time, uh, of course, this was a new area for me. I didn't have a curriculum. I didn't have a training program. I didn't have a blueprint. And so as I worked with him, he actually was extremely instrumental in helping me create my very first program following my work with him. And so after the first year, he ended up uh, happily, uh, happily, joyfully retiring from the bench. And he did, in fact, become a high school coach. And he had the time to go into counseling with his wife. He helped save his marriage. And he also developed and worked with his children to have a closer relationship full of love and time and consistency in their life. And he found that happiness and joy. And Sounds like it's very rewarding work too for you. Yes, it was extremely rewarding. And but I really thought that this was just an offshoot. This was something that I was doing to help somebody. And shortly after that, he began referring other judges, other attorneys, other business professionals my way. And it was something that just came very natural to me. Mm -hmm. And because of my professional background, certainly these other professionals, I was credible and I was trustworthy. I worked with integrity. And so as I was getting these referrals and then those referrals upon referrals, that was what really started and launched the beginning of my consulting business. So then, Speck, let's talk a little bit about your business just briefly for our audience. Tell us about your businesses and how they're doing. So I currently have 12 businesses, and I also have founded two nonprofits. Um, for the purpose of our discussion today, my main focus will be on Global Success, which is one of my parent companies, and that houses thought leadership, business development, executive mentoring, wealth coaching, peak performance, innovative strategies, which then target market penetration, growth expansion, and revenue generation. Mm. And so I work with anywhere from Fortune 10 to Fortune 500 companies. And for those particular clients, the focus is billion-dollar revenue growth and continued consistent billion-dollar revenue growth. And mm -hmm. on the other side, where I work with entrepreneurs and influencers, then the target is helping them generate their first seven figures and then compounding that into a multi-million-dollar brand. 
Wow. So let's look at the entrepreneurial side, because that's kind of what we're looking for today. Um, being an attorney and then striking out on your own suggests that you're someone who's always known she could, she's capable and can figure things out. Would you consider that a true statement? And if so, can you share with the audience how you knew this was true? I was always able to figure things out. I mean, there were certainly times in my life and even today, present time, that there are territories, new territories that I venture into that I may not know the lay of the land. I may not know certain processes or methods or even the knowledge or the expertise. You know, when you're in an entrepreneur, you're always coming across new territory. Um, but I did always feel confident in myself. I can't really remember a time which I didn't feel confident because I'm a go-getter and I'm one of these people where if I didn't know, then I'd seek it out. Whether that was through my education, formal or informal, I'm self-taught in a lot of things. And this was obviously before the internet and YouTube mm -hmm. and, and Google. So these were things that I had to be extremely resourceful. And I was always that at a young age. And so, and also, just looking for people who have the knowledge, who have the expertise. And then there's those other uncharted territories where there may not be precedent, right? Especially mm -hmm. with technology and innovation, that there are pathways that haven't even um, became birthed or initiated. And so how do you venture into that? And it's a touch and go situation. But I think that one must always continue to be confident in themselves and, you know, fail forward that this entrepreneurial journey is about learning and growing. And even if there is what you consider a fail, yet I don't consider anything a fail, I figured that um, by society's standards and the status quo may consider a failure, but I look at that as just such a huge valuable lesson of learning and growth to get me to the next stratosphere in my business and also in my personal life. Mm -hmm. um, let me ask you this. You know, you spoke a little bit about how you left your law firm with no specific direction, and but you had the security of knowing that you had to go somewhere. Can you talk a little bit about this transition and how you were able to you know, really have the courage to push through and figure out what, what was the next best thing for you? Well, at the time, I was at a crossroads in my own life, and there were cases that I was working on. Um, I specifically handled medical malpractice cases, was one of my books of business, along with other professional lines. And it was a very difficult time for me because a lot of those cases were bad baby cases in situations where an OBGYN or someone in that particular uh, practice field were treating a mother and a child. She was pregnant. And for whatever reason, the child did not make it through. And at that time, um, I was also going through um, some personal 
things where I so desperately wanted to have a child. And, but at that time I had put my profession first. And um, so there was an internal struggle within me and I just knew it was time for me to step back and reevaluate my life and where I wanted to go forward. And so I did resign um, from that litigation team and I did not know what was going to be next for me. I did not have another job lined up. I did not know what the next course of action would be for my life. And so I decided to take some time and I took a trip to Italy and I went to Tuscany and I sat in the court side and in the countryside and, and I just took some time to find out what was it that was really important for me at that time. Now, as I mentioned earlier, I did have this side hustle where I was doing the consulting and working with people, and that really rewarded me. And so I knew that I wanted to continue and do more of that. So it wasn't a situation where, you know, I didn't have the risk of the financials of, oh, how am I going to make it? How am I going to keep shelter and food on the table? Um, I was very comfortable in that regard. So that did make it that much more easier to, to take some time off and figure out for myself where I was going to pivot next. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about pivoting. Um, do you um, do you feel like you're a woman who's always fit in? You know, that's a very interesting question. I fit in to a certain degree. Um, in a lot of the different circles from since I was a child, I tended to always be the center of attention. I was always the one in whether it was community groups or church groups or different social circles, I, I showed up as the leader. I always delegated. Um, and so I felt that I fit in because a lot of people were drawn to me. I was always very popular. And so I fit in in that regard. However, there was this other piece of me internally where I felt like there was so much more that I, I could not be contained in that circle, that I needed to expand out. And oftentimes my thought process was so much larger, so much expanse, you know, expansion um, higher that a lot of the people that I was around, they didn't necessarily get it. Um, the vision that I saw for myself or that I saw for a certain organization or I saw for a certain program. They, uh, people around me, I quickly discovered, really couldn't see that vision. And so in that regard, I would say there was this sense of, do I belong here? Am I fitting in? So I fit in, but yet I didn't internally. So tell me this, as an entrepreneur, do you fit in more than you used to? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> because there's that people have broader, more higher ideas and thinking um, than, than it was to maybe be in a, in a stable career as an attorney. Well, I believe that, yes, that is true for two reasons. Number one, I believe that the circle that I 
um, am affiliated with, or actually the circles, I should say, because there's a number of different diverse circles um, in the entrepreneurial space, is, and primarily more so with women, because that's who I am. And so I tend to focus um, a lot on women, is that these women are phenomenal. They're amazing, their thought process, their vision. And so they're eagles. And so I found those that are soaring, and I have developed a, a number of different communities in which we are, there's no glass ceiling, if you will, right? And so mm -hmm. in that sense, I, I definitely feel that there's a better fit because when I talk of things that they get it, and if they don't necessarily get it, they're still cheering on, celebrating, rooting, saying, you know what, I may not understand that technology, but hey, sister, I want to support you. I know you can do this. And that's what's so liberating and freeing. So on that front, absolutely. So it's almost as if you're as different as they are. You may not just be exactly the same, but you're different enough that each of you can relate to each other as entrepreneurs. Yes. And what I'm finding, Dr. Leslie, is that I think we're living in an exciting time because we do have the opportunity to collect nationally and globally. And these women, such as myself, were accessible to each other now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I'm so grateful that we do have the internet, that we do have all of these multiple myriads of social platforms, because before, at least when I was coming up, we didn't have that. And so it was very siloed. And now we do. And I think that opens up so much breadth and depth for opportunity to not only learn, grow, but to make true connection. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Let me ask you, believe it or not, we're towards the end of our podcast, but I have one last question for you, which is I'm really curious about when you told me it's important to belong to yourself and this idea of legacy of living. Can you talk a little bit about why that's important to you, why that really resonates for you? Well, just in my journey of life, both professionally and personally, I believe that as a culture, at least here in America, um, we have this American dream and we're to achieve certain things, to have a very comfortable life and one with stature, reputation, position, and power. And that's been wonderful. And I've come to a place in my life where I have achieved that. However, once I came to that achievement, I realized that I wasn't fully fulfilled, that there were deeper things within me that I was longing for. And so what I realized is I was so busy chasing that American dream, which I achieved. However, I didn't know what my dream was, mm -hmm. my own dream. And so that was something that I really needed to discover on my own. And what I also realized is during every decade in my 20s, I had a certain definition of success. In my 30s, that changed. It was another definition of success. Mm -hmm. And in my 40s, and now I'm in my 50s. And so I needed to be really, and I share this with other women <clears throat> and other entrepreneurs as well, is that when you're going along with this journey, know what you need, know what you desire, 
for you and not to get caught up in all of these other things that people want to place on you. Because there was a point in my life where I was so close to losing myself. And so I think it's very important that part of my success has been to stay grounded, know who you are, know what you're willing to compromise on, know what you're willing not to compromise on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, be true to yourself, know your own intuition, listen to that still small voice, trust your instincts as well, uh, because that will serve you well, both in business and your personal life. Thank you so much, Sherry, for your time. It's great. It was great to have you on today. Would you share with our listeners a little bit about how they can find you online? Uh, certainly. You can visit me at sheriebanks.com, which is the website. And also my social media handle is for Sheree Banks. That's the number four. And Sheree is C-H-E-R-I-E. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great rest of the day. Thank you so much for having me. It's been delightful. This podcast is brought to you by We Global Studios, the first startup innovation studio and digital DIY startup platform for women entrepreneurs around the world. For more information on our guests, this podcast, and many other female founder programs, please visit weglobalstudios.com. I'm your host, Dr. Leslie Knudsen. Please drop me a line at mindsetforsuccess at weglobalstudios.com. See you next week.